from the guys behind Apex Tech Tutorials and the JR Guide comes a podcast that covers everything and anything relevant to being an Atlassian admin. We cover the latest news, updates in the Atlassian ecosystem, cover the best practices for your Atlassian tools, and interview the movers and shakers within the community. Because we didn't choose the JR Life, the JR Life chose us. Welcome to uh, episode number two. We, Houston, we have a problem. Not yet. That was, that was the title of it, not the, uh, not an alert for you to go <laughs> and find out what the problem was. Uh, today we, we are, we, we have an action-packed schedule here. We're going to actually carry a conversation we didn't quite get to last week. And then we're going to talk about apps and pricing. So make sure you um, clear your calendars here and get ready for the next hour of awesomeness. Please, if you're made it this far as well and you haven't subscribed, that is the number one call to action right now. Smash that subscribe button. We just hit 150. Did you see the latest numbers, Ronnie? I have not had a chance to check it out since before work, but I know we were close. 150 is where we're at right now. So really, really happy with that number. Um, But yeah, we definitely... Want to get it up to two? I can't wait till we get to two fifty. Uh, I think that'll be a good way, a quarter of the way through. We got about thirty yep. watch hours, thirty something watch hours, thirty five ish, and we've been posting shorts. So we do take a lot of these conversations and we kind of cherry pick some of the best answers and questions, and we've been doing that. So we've been seeing good results there. Um, the latest one that we published was uh, had about seventy <laughs> views or something like that. So, but both of the uh, the introduction to the channel and this episode have or episode one have gotten about two hundred views. So really, really good there. All right. Yep. So as people start coming in, um, just keep in mind the chat is live. So feel free to say hello in the chat. We appreciate you being here. We are going to um, have a great episode today, talking about some really cool stuff, and we're excited to uh, get this underway. Anything you want to add, Ronnie? Before we jump into it no um seeing the response all over the community has been amazing you guys um absolutely knocking it out of the park um i don't think me or alex could ask for more support so um yeah just smash that subscribe button hit like do all the things you know to do all right and then we got uh anthony here he's one of uh one of my the supporters here of, of vape tech and so thank you very much for stopping by anthony uh we're it's gonna be fun um let's let's start off with i wanted to a topic that we didn't get to talk to about last week, which was content creation at Atlassian. I think mm-hmm. you and I were both approached by the same individual. Hey, it's Biro. Biro, so sorry about earlier. I, I sent a message to Nikki and I told her I was so apologized, but I couldn't, I was not able to, I didn't bother to look at the <laughs> private chat and she's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> talking and talking and talking. And so do apologize to her. Um, if she jumps in later, I'll, I'll personally apologize again, but I am so sorry with Nikki. I did not mean to, um, keep you that long. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't get you in trouble somewhere, but anyways, um, last week, uh, Ronnie, uh, one of the interns at Atlassian reached out to kind of talk about, um, content creation and what Atlassian is trying to do in this space. And I thought it was really interesting. I, I thought it was a, a cool idea and, um, we we ha- we kicked it off like really well. Like we we had a really good conversation, and um, we had some good ideas that I wanted to share. Kind of like some of the thoughts that I think would make for great content creation, and, and kind of see if I can get other people's inputs and feedback on this. Because while Atlassian does own a lot of the ecosystem, there's a lot of stuff we we as content creators can kind of own and and drive uh, from our our end as well. Yeah. Um... I've said I've been doing this for a few years now. Um, Atlassian didn't really have too vibrant of a content creation screen uh, scene when I started. Um, it just um, there was a few of us. Um, most people who were doing content creation were writing books and IT. That's the traditional thing you do. You get good at a topic, you write a book about it, you get some additional income. No fault there, but. Um, said um when i was talking to that intern um no one was really writing content 
to be released regularly. Um, and that has changed. Um, obviously, we have likes of Brittany Joyner, who you just interviewed um, today, or you released that interview today. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Ravi. We've got, obviously, ourselves here. Um, it's Monday um, Nikki. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of this whole ecosystem of people who are creating content regularly about Atlassian stuff. <clears throat> and um, I think we kind of caught Atlassian off guard. So um, they're playing catch up on what do we do now that we have this creator ecosystem growing. Yeah. So one um, of the ideas that I pitched to him, which was I, I think I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts and input on was what Apple does really, really cleverly and, and other like computer manufacturers is when like the new iPad's going to drop or the new iPhone's going to drop, they ship like review units to like MKBHD and iJustine and a bunch of other tech reviewers, right? <laughs> and then they record it, right? So they have early access, which is what a bunch of the ace folks already have anyways to some of the EAPs and things like that. But I think what hypes the content up is that all of the content creators on the same day, they have like an embargo lifted and they all publish the same day. So wouldn't it be cool if like Monday Coffee, the Jira guy, Ape Tech Tech Tutorials, right, Jimmy, and everybody else kind of just dropped on like Atlassian databases is out live today, right? Like Confluence. I mean, like do a mass, like everybody just talks about it because then we're trending. We know Atlassian already has embargoes and um, early, at least information available early for certain media outlets. Um, I know this because I have actually been um, pinged for <laughs> interview. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Some, uh, some media saw that I was in the ecosystem, asked me for an interview, and I have to go like, uh, "What are you talking about?" Because even though they got the memo, Atlassian never sent me the memo, <laughs> and um, that was um, quite the experience. So I would absolutely love something like that. Um, it's something I've suggested to Atlassian directly. Um, to their credit, and they're still early access, they're still trying to figure this out, but they've taken some of the um, ACE leaders, um, Atlassian community event leaders, and um, given us an access to a kind of proto-creator group um, where we could talk to them about, hey, what are the best social media strategies? We can work together, we collaborate, um, we could... Um, and we could hear from Lassing and having this program available at Team 23 was kind of amazing because we all got together. We were talking to each other. Um, obviously, me and you, Alex, we got together um, kind of episode zero of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we, um, yeah, we just had a chat and um, I love seeing Alassian actually now making an effort and saying, hey, we got these creators. Let's now support them. Yeah, and in the comment section here for everybody watching, just let us know what kind of ideas do you have? Like, what would you like to see from Atlassian? <laughs> hey, it's Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> I actually just interviewed Bob yesterday, so we had a great time yesterday. And for everybody else here watching, if any of you are interested and you want to kind of just join us in the conversation and you don't want to just be typing, uh, send either Ronnie and I a link on LinkedIn or, or a DM on LinkedIn or Twitter. And we got we we got room for like eight more people to join. So if you guys want to jump in, I know Biro last week your hair was not doing so well, but I know I saw your hair a few <laughs> hours ago and you were looking sharp. So. Oh, just call them out. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't join, it's because you don't want to now. But um, yeah, but um, the point you made. Let's. Hey, they got a new thing coming out. Give us early access. Let us play around with it have a review ready and we could all drop it at the same, same time. time. Yeah. The same. Cause I think just like the amount of just traffic that would come in, right. Everybody, because people that are subscribed to me are subscribed to you. They're subscribed to Monday coffee, right there. And then if they all just see it at the same time, they're going to go, Oh, what is this feature? What is this thing that everybody's talking about today? Um, or changes. Right. And I think it doesn't even need to be big changes. Like this more, just today I hit the create button in Jira and the UI from the bottom popped up. And it's like, we got a new streamlined way of making stories. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> I haven't seen this. So it would be great even just on their weekly release notes, right? Just like, hey, every week at Lasting comes out with something new for Jira or Confluence or the UI. 
it'd be great for a bunch of us here in this in this community space to just like drop a review or drop a how-to or something at the same time. I know um, our friends over at Monday Coffee would love something like that. <laughs> yeah, imagine a Monday Coffee and a, we we kind of did a coordinated attack on this, right? Where it's just like it was just it, it would be so awesome, I think. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. definitely definitely something we might want to consider just doing ourselves, even if Atlassian doesn't support. But I think there's like I said, with enough release notes and stuff like that, we can kind of probably have at least a coordinated approach to to our topics for my channel, for this channel, for like Monday Coffee. And see if we can get a little bit more traction that I, way. I mean, I will say this um, for Jira work management. Um, I was kind of in, I did a couple of interviews with Atlassian while that was in development. And I got to share ideas and a few things. And a few of my ideas actually made it into the end product. Um, <laughs> but because I was involved, um, they gave me early access. And they gave me the whole thing like, here's our feature list. Here's our embargo date. Please don't publish before this date. Yeah. Which conveniently enough for me was a wednesday it was like an hour after my normal posting time so i just delayed that post by an hour that day and um you, yeah that was a really fun experience getting to be there on the front line when something new dropped yeah no it's cool and it's like i, I don't know like because like atlassian has their own you know content team and stuff like that but it's just it's interesting to just see it from like a community right this is what like hypes apple up so much right it's not so much that mm -hmm. apple drops these products that are good but it's just like everybody else it's like you got to go pick this up or or you got to go do it and, and i think this influencer marketing really mm -hmm. is a thing like i only buy stuff that an other influencer will tell me is worth getting it or looking into i can't think of the last big purchase i made that I didn't at least look up some review for. And it's always the same thing, a YouTube video, a blog post, something like that. Yeah. And, and this is for a couple of thousand dollars at most. Right. How so much imagine, would I spend? Yeah. Right, right. So imagine at a corporate level, right? Because your typical plugins are running you anywhere between what, three, seven thousand two thousand dollars a month <laughs> that your company you're imagine. still thinking small scale um i've seen much bigger numbers really? Jeez, Louise. i need to get into this app business then very quickly <laughs> <laughs> most of the ones that i get exposed to they're they're still kind of like in the few hundreds a month but 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 still right the, the point being like you don't know if you want to try an app or you don't know if the app's going to solve your problem or you don't really have time to set up the app to see if it can solve your problem and if we could create content for these, like Resolution and for Gliffy, who are sponsoring these channels, and Old Street Solution, who's our sponsor today, by the way, <laughs> of, of not here, but of, of a tech tutorials. So if you go over there, they're our sponsor for today's video. So go make sure you check them out. Uh, we do got to talk to Chris about doing like a cross pollination of sponsorships. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, but with that point, though, right? Like, uh, and I, I've been. I had a conversation with Becky Schwartz over at, at O Streets this week. I was like, "Hey, Becky, we need to do some more videos." And she's like, "Well, we already got like the how tos and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do the how tos, right? I want to do like, here's a business problem. Here's the diagrams that I got to make, and here's how to make those diagrams, and here's how to tell that narrative, right? So I'm, I'm solving case studies. I mean, you've pretty much hit the format I standard format I use for a review. Hey, here's the problem with Jira. Here's how we fix it." That's the first half of my app review. Almost every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, this is this is going to be an idea that over the summer here we're going to probably be um, experimenting with more and trying to see how we can take a little bit more ownership. Definitely be reaching out to our our good friends over at Monday Coffee after we put them in the spot. <laughs> and Bob, <laughs> feel free to welcome to to join in the conversation if you're interested in that conversation as well. So that's kind of it though. But I just thought it was interesting that at last at least got. Even if, I mean, I, I, the, it was an intern, great, but I think it was a very qualified intern. I took a look at all his YouTube videos, right? And this guy knows virality. This guy knows what it, what it means to, to do well on YouTube, having hundreds of thousands of subscribers that he has, right? And he knows, mm -hmm. he's, he's figured out the algorithm. He's figured out what works and what doesn't work. And so I think Atlassian was smart in bringing him on and, and they it would be foolish to not empower him to deliver on his research and, and what he's coming up with. I mean, um, for anyone in the Atlassian Creators Program, I cannot speak highly enough of uh, Kaylee over at Atlassian, who's been our partner over there and working with us. Um, 
since um, about spring, she's been doing this job alone, um, trying to get this program off the ground. And um, again, Atlassian, get that woman some help, please. <laughs> and get Alex in too, please. <laughs> it does feel that Atlassian is opening up for collaborating with influencers for sure. Yeah, it definitely, I think, I think they're seeing the value, right? There's definitely a lot of value in this. I mean, I think they're seeing the value, but I think they're also seeing what happens when they don't collaborate. Um, something about some post that went viral last year or something about yeah, well, some when you talk about happy. data center. Yeah. Somebody ended up in a boardroom discussion. <laughs> <laughs> wonder who could that could have been. But and no I, one here. <laughs> I just think that like it's a great idea for them to capitalize on the fact that there's a movement and that there's people like this community, the sense of community is really, really important, I think, for any mm. major anything, right? Like if you have a, a group of people that are supporting you, you should definitely like water that grass type of thing, right? Because it's only gonna flourish. And and we know this is a lesson Alassian knows because they have their community leader program where um these people are in grassroots, um, talk about Lassian, how to do stuff, here's best practices helping people on the ground. So I think they just need to take it one step up and say, okay, we've got some rising stars here. Um, we've got Monday coffee. We've got Alex. We've got all these rising stars. Let's help them. Let's give them what they need to empower us in turn. Yeah. Cause that was another thing that I had brought up to, to uh, the intern over at last and it was like, when I go make a video, it's very subjective. Right. But I'm also kind of figuring it out. And I'm like, if I had like the official, like, here's how Atlassian envisioned it. Because sometimes I don't know about you. Right. But sometimes I'm looking at something like my biggest pet peeve right now is when I go do a, a JQL search and advanced issue search, it defaults automatically to create it within the last like four days or something like that. Last 24 hours or something like that. It, it's like a default already there. And it's been like this for like three or four months where it's a defaulted value that is in there every freaking search <laughs> and i hate it i hate that it's there because i always have to <laughs> kill it off and then do my search right and it's one of those things where i'm like if i could understand why at last did it i probably won't hate it so much but the fact that it just it's in my way like all my videos are going to speak negatively about it but if but i <laughs> kind of understand like they're they're they probably released it because of optimization right like it if you're not if you're not bringing in the entire query of all the issues in your jira then it's going to speed up right but from me, it's not it's not helping me. I mean, there's been times where I've been sitting there looking at a new product that Lassian just released, and I'm going, okay, how are you expecting this to be used? What is your mind here? What did you I this week I wrote about Atlas and I was very much in that same state. And this is a product that's actually been out for a little bit. And I'm going, okay, um, it took me an embarrassingly long time, I'll admit, but it took me a while to figure out how do I link a project to a team? I could see my users. I couldn't see my team right away. And, and the team feature? I am now. You are now. But it's all a team of one. <laughs> I, am, I am hoping for the day that Atlassian allows me to share a filter or a dashboard to a team and not a group. What I would love, and this is not coming from me, but this is coming from my users in my day job and others, is the ability to assign an issue to a team, to not a just team. a person, to a full team. Well, you can do that if you're on premium of cloud. So so I can't do that <laughs> in the cloud version. Yeah. You're like, you, I'm still waiting for the team to even filter down, like, if it will. Yeah, like that's another sensitive topic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you've seen any of my advanced roadmap videos or what they now call timeline, um, you do get a, a team field. Now, the team field, what usually confuses people, though, is that Atlassian has like that people section that I think they just recently renamed to team. You can create teams there, but the team field is under the plans or the advanced roadmap section. And it's called the share team. And so there's, it's like, if you're looking at this for the first time, I would not expect anybody to figure this out. Like, it's just like, no, no logic into like, the and just of the names, having something, a having the time to review it before it's released. So we're not feeling like we're in such a rust. 
And then having someone we could go to saying, hey, does this make sense? Um, I'm thinking back to um, the original Samsung Fold when they were releasing that. And they had the demo units out to the influencers. And the influencers were like, hey, um, I've used this for a few days now. I'm seeing a problem where dust is getting underneath the screen and cracking it. And that actually, they had to recall all the um, demo phones. That is interesting. So that's an interesting topic that I want to unwind here a little bit, right? Because two facets to this. One is Atlassian is pushing daily. Like we know this, that at least in the cloud, they're pushing a production daily. Mm -hmm. How do they measure if it was a good idea or not? (laughs) Right? Like how do they? I would assume it would have to be engagement. Um, right, but, because... but how? Like, I, I'm I'm curious to find out where are those people congregating. Like, how do I get into that area, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it's one thing to like push really cool features, but then to know if it was a cool feature or not, right? And then like ease of use, like human factors is a huge element of this, right? Like, are people confused? And then the same benefit, mm-hmm. right? The second side of the facet is like for like Swanley, right? Like, if Swanley pushes out a new feature, how was it perceived? How was it received? Like, the people find it useful. They find people find it confusing. Are people using it? Like, are the people not even know the people even know it exists, right? And stuff like that is where like influencers can really come in and like help help kind of bridge that gap between just official documentation and actually like in the wild using it. Um, mm-hmm. with people that like obviously get some eyeballs and some attention. I mean, that's the point I'm trying to make. We could be kind of an early warning saying, hey, there's an issue here, or hey, this feature's a little confusing. I'm not sure we're supposed to use it. Or what is even the point of this? And we could give that feedback to Atlassian early. And then we're still there in place. Right. We could talk about this, say Atlassian also built in a great story because we could go, we had this problem and Atlassian heard us and this is what they did to fix it. And then again, opening up broader to like the marketplace vendors, right? Like they could have had some functionality that they could have then gotten feedback and fixed it. Right. So it's not just mm-hmm. like at last is not the only one that can or is in an opportunity to make changes from improvement here. Mm-hmm. Cause like, like with custom trash for Jerry, right. Great case of like, man, it's cool, but I wish it could do this one thing. And if like we can get enough of those one things to get into Chris's ears, <laughs> those, those would make, that would make custom charge for Jerry that much better. I mean, <laughs> Chris, I won't talk listening. about that. <laughs> So we got a few more people here joining us. So make sure in the comment section here, you just drop a hello. We want to know who you are, where you're at, where you're coming to us from. Uh, let us know what part of the world you're at, right? It's uh, We should probably get like a pin or a global pin here going so we can tra- start tracking to see where people are joining us from all over the world. <laughs> see who's staying up. Is it is it nighttime? Is it morning uh, where you're at? I mean, I know, know Biro's up. <laughs> I know, yeah. And so, um, yeah, we, we want to know that information. And also, if you're watching this and you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you smash that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 250 subscribers right now. That's our next milestone. We're at 150. So if you smash the subscribe button, we're going to be able to get to 250 that much quicker. What should we do when we hit these different thousand. milestones? Both. We got we to gotta celebrate somehow. Yeah. We got a, um, one of the partners that I was talking about, talking with to sponsor with ATEC. They were like, yeah, we should do like some giveaways or something. So we sh- as we get some momentum here, we should definitely talk about like, can we give somebody something? Um, I mean, I've had some partners already coming to me about the Jira Life. I yeah, think I, I forwarded that. you that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Monday, 1030 p.m. on the other side of the pond. <laughs> Right, so editing I, videos. <laughs> I think, I, yeah. So I think we're 23 minutes into it. So let's. Why don't we switch gears? So that was it for the Alaskan Creator Program. If you have any questions or comments, let us just know. I want to hear your thoughts as well, right? Like, what do you think about this community program? Would you be interested in seeing more content from like Ronnie and I in this space, or do you favor content from Atlassian? Like, help us help Atlassian help you. <laughs> because um, you can, your voice can be heard here. And as you can see, we, we aren't afraid to talk about the pressing issues. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know what your thoughts are and let us know what you think about um, having more Atlassian content, at least more. So, so the, the danger, right, is just having content that we have to produce that's influenced versus like having our own free will type of thing. But I've never had that problem. 
I've never had that problem with Atlassian or any partners. Yeah, but you know, um, you gotta disclose that stuff. <laughs> okay, so next topic: favorite apps. What? what do favorite you apps in the comments. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine with some of the people I've seen, there's definitely going to be certain opinions coming in. Um, but yeah, um, just, I mean. I have my tier list. People have seen it. It's part of every review at this point. People specifically mention that when they um, come to me looking for sponsorships at this point. Um, I didn't realize it would be that powerful, but um, I'm going to take it. Why don't you walk us um, through that? How did you come about that idea? And, and how did you put it on the pedestal that it's on right now? How I put it on the pedestal is um, that's a still magic trick. I'm not sure I could repeat. So we're going to leave that topic alone. Um, but no, I was in there. I was trying to come up um, with ideas. It was a Monday. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to write about to release on Wednesday. Um, running a little late that week. I'm running a little late, late most weeks, but you know. And I was in there. I was watching Tearzoo as I was thinking. Um, Tearzoo is a channel um, on YouTube. It's basically a biology science channel, but they put it in gaming terms. So they rank different animals on a tier list based off different attributes, and they break the attributes down like attack, defense, camouflage, intelligence, you know, your typical gaming stats. Um, but these are real-life animals like gators or um, ants, or they've done all sorts. I'm sitting there looking at this tier list and going, I wonder how the different apps would stack up. So um, I just grabbed like uh, the first 20 or so I saw off the um, marketplace. Um, I've sorted them by uh, most popular and then grabbed the top 20 and then I start ranking them. Um, and such was born the ranking of the tier. And, such was, and um, Chris so, Cook. Um, yes, that Chris. That Chris. Um, <laughs> I think it was maybe a day after I had posted that. He's like, hey, um, what would it take for custom charts to get on that list? Chris is a, a marketing genius. But now, this is when you're going to know you made it to the top, Ronnie, when your grade is on the Atlassian Marketplace listing. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the day that, that you know you had a significant influence with uh, with your grading system. I um, don't think we need to give certain people any more ideas. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Um, so what are your favorite apps? What are your, your go-to unbiased? What I app do you don't have? know if this counts as an app anymore because it's now included both in cloud and data center. Um, but it started mm -hmm. life as an app. I still consider it very much so. And that is automation for Jira, A4J. Um, said i was when i first discovered it it was still an independent company at the time and um it was their, their documentation still sometimes references that old company yeah it does but um yeah i um was looking through it and i was playing around with it trying to figure out what to do and i was going you know this is easy enough i don't need script runner i don't need all that um <laughs> We got uh, Clef Graphics saying hi. And um, Bob Wenz says automation rules. <laughs> it does. It does. But I was going, this is so simple. I could trust project admins. And um, this company, I want to trust project admins with anything. So um, the fact that I trust them with this, I felt it was safe enough for them to use without too much handholding. But it still empowered them to create custom automations. It empowered me to do even more advanced stuff for them if they needed that it was just game changing. Yeah. What What's your first automation rule memory you have? Like what's the first automation you made? So we were having um, this team in the company I was working at at the time um, was a heavy user of subtasks. And um, they were having a problem that their users would go to their sprint board and they'd put subtask in motion and never put the associated story in motion. Mm. So they get done and then they couldn't close the sprint because they had all these open tasks because mm -hmm. 
Did, did you ever have a situation where you got to go hunting for that sub task that's not closed? <laughs> so they've had two automations they wanted from me. They wanted one that if the story closed, it would close all the subtasks automatically. I don't agree with that approach, but you know, I'm not the one doing their work. <laughs> so I just kind of um, did that for them. And then they had another one that um, whenever um, any subtask was put in progress, it would automatically put the parent story in progress. Those are simple, easy to do. Um, but this is where I'm like, okay, what do I do to get this for them? Oh, here's this new app, Automation for Jira. What does it do? Oh my God, this is freaking amazing. Yeah, the, the automation was were game changers when I discovered them. <clears throat> um, it's it's amazing how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just amazing. Like the things that you can do that you didn't think like Jira could do. And then just like, if you've never tried automation rules, by the way, folks, <clears throat> you have to go try them because it just, it unleashes a whole new world of Jira that you just didn't even know was possible. When you have like dates and number fields, like the arithmetic that you can perform, you can multiply, you can divide, you can take variables or, or values from one field and add them to another field, move them around. Like, it's just amazing some of the things that you can do because the thinking stuff, that thinking stuff that Rodney was talking about, like that, I, I call that just rudimentary. Those are the basics, right? But you can do some incredible, incredible, incredible stuff with an automation rule. I tell you about the time someone almost brought down a Jira instance with a A4J rule. Is that possible? I don't know if it is anymore. I know they put the a time, limit. They, they put a limit up to how many you can run. And I may be the reason for that. <laughs> Enlighten us. So Enlighten I had you. a um, project admin who did not trust their employees at all. Did not trust them to read documentation. Did not trust them to follow documentation. And at a certain point, I had to question why did you even hire them? But they wanted every little minutia of the job mapped out down to they were putting together and provisioning servers. So they wanted down to adjust screw 34F a quarter turn to the right and stuff like that. Um, and um, so what he did was he created a thing where he created an epic with a custom field. And if custom field was set to one certain value, it would go through and populate stories and then subtasks. And it was like 10 stories with 10 subtasks each. I think grand total, each epic created 120 issues <laughs> automatically all at once. <laughs> Jira's index, and this is Jira 7X, so um, they have this pre for all the improvements they made on server and data center. The index hated that. And every time you run this, if I was doing something on Jira, I could feel it. <laughs> and I could look over at the um, system graph, and you could see just this massive CPU and memory spike. So you got to wonder, how do they manage this in the cloud, right? Because yesterday, two days ago, two days ago, um, I noticed a couple of automation rules that didn't run during a specific window. And my admin.lasting.com started yelling at me that uh, Jira was experiencing some performance degradations. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, hmm, no bueno. No bueno when my automation rules don't run, especially since so many people come to depend on them. So many people come to depend on them and they don't even know that they're depending on them because they just mm-hmm. things just happen in Jira until they're like, wait, what happened? It didn't work anymore. And you're like, oh, there's an automation rule that that didn't run or whatever. I do kind of wish though that if, if we're at last and we're going to do an, an improvement here, we need better debugging in these automation rules, man. It is sometimes it can take me like a week to figure out how or why something didn't work. And like the text is not always very helpful. Like it's like the field doesn't exist. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's right there on the screen. I can see it. I can touch it. And it's like, uh, why don't you work? And so it'd be, it'd be cool. Like, um, yeah, if you could just have a little bit of help as to like how or what this thing, like what went wrong? <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
that being said, um, automation rules, A4J, whatever you want to call it, um, is still one of my go-tos. Um, have to have it. I'm glad it's on everything now because um, if not, it's something Ooh. I would still be paying for. Mr. Bob over here is like dropping knowledge here. Log action. So is this is this like an one of the events that I can trigger? Bob, you should really be on this call live with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, that that's a good idea. Then, so kind of, uh, I've I've actually worked with somebody who they were making a a pretty complex automation rule of, like two or three weeks ago on my team, and they're like trying to do something really sophisticated, and I'm like, and and they had like drop comments everywhere. They were just like commenting into the Jira ticket just to kind of troubleshoot. And then I was like, well, you could just replace all of this with this one line. <laughs> and then they're like, well, that's better. <laughs> but but yeah, I did not realize I'm gonna have to look into log action to see how to um, how to how to get that stuff to um, help me troubleshoot these issues or these problems when I'm trying to make these automation rules. Because honestly, I'm not gonna lie, being a Jira admin, like the automation rules is probably like my least favorite part. It's just like I'm like I always tremble, right? Like it's like that one thing where like I've done a thousand of these, but like every automation rule is so unique. Because you can do do infinite permutations of this stuff that it's just like oh boy here we go another automation rule another chance to screw something up and not know how to do it so even the experts man we we got that imposter syndrome still sometimes right ah uh, that so um that's my all time favorite app um again I'm not sure if it counts anymore because um it's part of the tool it's part I of the tool now. I am happy that Atlassian at least opened it up like everybody can try them out, whether you're on the free version all the way to the premium. The only limitations are how many executions you get per user per month or something like that, right? So, yeah. So it's it's cool that it's a it's a it's a great feature though. If you're not using automation rules, like you are like literally playing um Jura on like easy mode. Like you you gotta graduate here. <laughs> you gotta yeah. try the automation rules. So that's mine, Alex. What is yours? I don't know. I've been stalling for the last 16 minutes. <laughs> I can't think of one. Um, I just oh, use... you can't think of something that may be sponsoring uh, Ape Tech right yeah, now. Yeah, no, like yeah, I can't think of an unbiased one that I can't. Oh, say. oh, we're doing unbiased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't think of an unbiased one, but honestly, like it, it's interesting because at, at this point, I probably interviewed like 11 or 12 people for my Atlassian Summer of Atlassian 2.0. Um, interview series and and i ask everybody was this is one of my common questions like hey what's your like what's one plugin you can't live without right and where appropriate obviously i've been talking with a couple of vendors that actually make the plugin so they're like well it's mine obviously right but <laughs> i <laughs> uh i i as cliche as it sounds and i i know like y'all probably think that chris really like pays for my mortgage or something but custom charge for jura is just one of those apps that when i first put it in Jira, I was like, because I know what Jira dashboards could do, right? I can add a one pie chart. And half the fields that I want to use don't exist. Right? <laughs> like, I can't, you can't, like, if you're using any custom field, like, it doesn't work with the out-of-the-box pie chart. And you really only have one picture inside of Jira that's built in, right? Like, you can't really do any other kind of diagram, if you will, out-of-the-box. And so when I first discovered custom charts and when I discovered that you could like group statuses and like rename them to like, say like in flight, right. That you can have so much customization. I was like, wow, this, this is powerful stuff. Like this is good stuff here. So that's probably like as much as I hate to admit that custom charts does sponsor a lot of us. And, and Chris has a huge influence in our lives, but it's a really good app. <laughs> I mean, um, it was one of my first sponsored posts. No, actually, um, this was before I was taking sponsorships. So yeah, this was one of the first just flat up reviews I did. Yeah, Chris was my first one. He he um my story, we should turn this into the how do we meet Chris story. So <laughs> Chris Chris reaches out to me one time and and um and he's like, hey, let's chat. And I, I still remember, because I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So I still remember seeing, and then Chris is obviously in the UK, right? So they're they're way ahead of me. And so I, I get this email, or this, I think it was like a LinkedIn message from, from Chris. And he's like, hey, we're, your channel's great. It's awesome. Keep in mind, I probably had like 500 subscribers at the time. 
And he's like, I love what you're doing. We'd love to sponsor your video. What does that look like? I'm like, that is a great question because I have no idea what that looks like. I haven't thought of, I haven't thought that far out, <laughs> right? And I still remember running into the room and waking up my wife at like 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, something has happened. <laughs> the the <fourth> <laughs> <session>. <laughs> You're like, what? This better be good if you're waking me up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, somebody wants to sponsor the channel. Like somebody wants to like me to make a video for them. And I'm like, this is like what we dreamed that we would be at like 10,000 subscribers, right? And so, so Chris, if you're watching, thank you so much. Y'all over there at Old Street, man. The, the amount of impact you guys have had on my life has been incredible. I mean, um, I wasn't joking. Um, I wrote a post saying, look, um, Chris, he is Chris. Don't get me wrong, but he is also an incredible business mentor and partner in the community. Um, I don't know where I'd be without him, but he is a personality and a half. <laughs> and two. And he's even more of a personality at 11 p.m. at a bash party on the way to it after after party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I um, Chris, like this team event, man, was like my coming of like life event because like I <laughs> I mean, every week since that conference, I've had a reference, an impact that Old Street had on me, whether it was Andy or Chris. Um, like I was at Home Depot a couple weeks ago and I was buying some wood for a deck that I'm building on the yard and it was like damaged. And I'm like, I don't want to buy this damaged wood. But there wasn't, any, there wasn't any wood left and it was just those two pieces that were damaged. And so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can get a discount on this. <laughs> so I went, <laughs> I went and I'm like, this wood's damaged. You, you guys think I can get a discount on this? And they're like, yeah, there's like no questions. That just gave me 35% off. And and like in my gut, I would have like previous to April, I would have just bought the wood and then just lived with the regret that I had like this crappy wood that I had to deal with. But post post meeting Chris and Andy and them just like talking me and like introducing me to their network and just like giving me that like you can do this attitude type of thing. Like I went and asked like and they're like, when you ask, you get what you want. And I learned that the most out of anything else i mean um what did they tell you um you you asked them something they're like you need to do it like rodney does <laughs> what was that, that again so, so I'm, I'm telling chris i was like chris um we because so so for full disclosure um up until now that we're doing the summer of atlassian it's been since last july that custom charts sponsored anything uh, on my channel it's been a year right and so i told chris i'm like hey because the first time I saw Chris again in April, not only was he like ginormous, but I was like, he's like, where have you been, Alex? And I'm like, I don't like asking people for money. <laughs> like, this is not what I do. And he's like, you, you need to get over that real quick. Right. And so throughout mm -hmm. the three days, he was kind of like hyping me up and, and getting me comfortable. But yeah, uh, that last night I saw him and I was like, man, we got to work on more stuff together, Chris. And he's like, absolutely. You just got to be like Rodney. Let me show you this email that Rodney <laughs> sent me. And then I have yet to see the email, but then apparently you showed something to me. But yeah. Like yeah. Um, so full disclosure on my part now, um, I approached Chris for a sponsorship to go to Team 23. Um, my company could have done it, but um, I really kind of wanted to be on my own because conflict of interest reasons. So I sent Chris an email and say, like, hey, um, I'd love to work with um, Old Street on this. Can we get something going? P.S. Here's my credentials. And then I included a picture from a trip I've taken to my company on my day job um, back in November. Um, it was my job to host or MC the um, monthly all hands meeting we have for our department. And I'm thinking, OK, what am I going to do to one up this? And then it hits me, we are five days after Halloween when this trip is supposed to take place. I have a costume that I bought in 2020 that I have never used because COVID. <laughs> and um, so what I do is I have my boss, my manager, sit up there. And I, he knows when we're supposed to get started with this. He cues up some music. It's just... John Williams um, intro to Jurassic Park and Big Swell, and then it cuts over to the um, the recorder version 
and I walk in a giant inflatable T-Rex costume. <laughs> and I gave the entire presentation of that. And it was a picture of that that I sent Chris saying, hey, we need to work together. Here's my credentials. Yeah, I, so I took a page out of that inspiration because I recently asked him to sponsor our summer of Atlassian. And I don't know if I've told you this story, but uh, the night of the after the bash party, about like maybe 9.30 p.m., I see Chris coming in, right? And <laughs> he's got a hat, a very, very stylish, bright hat with a bunch of diamonds on it. And he's like, have you seen Becky? And I'm like, I have not. And he's like, can you give this to her? <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like Chris. I have no idea what Becky looks like. <laughs> I've never, I never spoken to Becky, right? I mean, I saw her at the booth, but I wasn't paying attention. At like, for me to pick her out of a crowd, of, crowd of three thousand, like how, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you just give it to her, right? So I'm standing there for one hour, staring at every person as they walk in and out of that bash party, just trying to find Becky. And I finally, after an hour, I gave up and. I saw Jasek, a co-founder of O Street, and I'm like, have mm-hmm. you seen Becky? And he's like, yeah, she's inside. She's been inside for like the last two hours. So then I go inside, and I got to go find her in that mess. And so I find her, and I give it to her. And so so when I sent my email, I was like, hey, can you, you guys be interested in sponsoring the, the channel? I don't know. And then I put a picture of me in the hat, and I'm like, by the way, like you guys owe me for this hat fiasco that I got my <laughs> It's only payback. It's only fair that I get compensated for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, fun, fun times at nine o'clock at night or ten o'clock at night. All right. So the last fifteen minutes, one more topic. Um, let's switch over to: Is that lasting getting too expensive? Now, this is something for full disclosure. Monday coffee, you all inspired me because I think you did something similar. So, Bureau, if you're still watching, thank you very much. Nikki, if you haven't seen, where, where are you at, Nikki? Um, and so let's talk about that. Like, are we getting too expensive? I mean, compared to what? Compared to $10 in perpetuity? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I still have my server license. Um, I don't know if I'm going to run it after um, all said and done next February, but I will have it. Um, that being said... So the, the point I is, think, right, plugins yeah. aside, right? Plugins aside, which we sh- usually, by the way, when, I, when I'm when i working with somebody, they're like, can we do this in general? I'm like, no, but there's a plugin, <laughs> right? And and mm. so for our partners here on the call, great news because the amount of traffic we send to you is just like thumbs up, right? But from a, from a very serious perspective, right? Like I feel the pain point when I'm working with teams where they're like, dang it. Like it was supposed to be $5, a user or what is it not like eight dollars a user and then and then if they want to do the advanced roadmap thing like they just instantly double their bill to 1525 a user and then if they want to do any like now they want to if they want product discovery well there's an extra 10 bucks and they want jsm there's an extra 20 bucks they want confluence there's an extra five to ten dollars so it's like you start adding just to get the core functionality here and you're like you're starting to get up there per user I mean, let's not forget the other side of the coin, the one I represent. Um, Data Center had a 15% increase year over year last year. What was that? How 15%? many new features? Well, yeah, 1.5, 15. 15% increase. Yeah, year over year. How many new features did we get for that 15%? Did you get How any much new, new functionality? Any? I think you just answered the question. I'm not aware of any. <laughs> <We> got... <laughs> We know um, we've got, I mean, this year they're starting to put more features onto the roadmap that are actual features and not just what's expected. But last year, all we got is performance improvements, security updates, and admin quality of life updates. Nothing I could take to my end users and say, mm-hmm. my CTOs, whatever, and go, Yes, we're going to pay 15%, but this is what we're getting for it. No, I couldn't do that last year. I had to go, it's just going to cost more. Yeah, so that's an interesting point, right? Like, it hurts us, right? Every October, you know that you're going to get a higher bill. And um, one of the things that I've done to actually help people lower their bills is you sometimes don't realize that you're paying for licenses for people that don't need a license anymore. 
And so I've, I've done those kind of videos to just, you know, to clean it up a little bit because while you don't have a lot of control over the price increases, you do have some control as to who you're paying the licenses for, right? So you can kind of clean that up. I um, mean, this is where just-in-time provisioning, whether you're on cloud or on server or on data center, that kind of functionality comes in clutch because then you could go, I'm only paying for a license for a person when they actually log in and are using the system. If Joe from accounting never logs into Jira because he never has a need to, he never pay. I never pay for him. Right. And, and, but now this is another thing that I think would help with the pricing. I don't know what Alaskan has plans here, but I just want to get your, your kind of input. Right. But one of the other biggest com complaint is a really strong word, <laughs> but people are concerned about this. Right. It, again, it, it works so much in favor for our partners here on the call, like, like Swanley and, and them. Right. But, when you go and like use the advanced roadmaps, right? Or or even just like if if I got a team who's using Swanley now, right? Well, I need to use Swanley and like another PM needs to use Swanley, but not 600 users of that Jira need to use Swanley. So that again, it, it favors the, the vendor quite drastically, right? But from a customer perspective, like if they can do a like a tiered version or where you can like put people into a group that then get billed for these apps, like I think more people would, probably sign up for even more apps because right now you're paying I'm, for a thousand licenses even if you only need 10 that's our biggest pain point with apps um obviously um the industry we're in we heavily customize our jira instance with apps and those get pricey because we have to pay for the full size of the jira instance even though one team or one group may be asking for this functionality um so yeah, it's and and they're like, how can this be every other place? Do you only pay for what you want? And I'm like, well, that's the <laughs> that's how you do business with Atlassian. So, I I mean, from a financial perspective, right, it makes just so much sense. But I just think that there'd be like, if Atlassian would be listening to some pain points here, like that would be one of the pain points that I'd be trying to address because it really would help customers like keep their costs down a little bit because you don't need everybody to have access to a specific feature. I mean, agreed, and I sincerely hope that someday they do this, but I also look at it realistically, and um, they don't have a lot of incentive to do it, so... Not I today, mean... but then, but now let's get a little cynical, right? I know you don't, I know you're going to keep, I'm going to keep it positive, <laughs> I'm going to keep it positive, but uh, let's just think of ideas, right? And so at what point, right, so I'm a huge Disney fan, in case you don't know, know this about me, guys, but guys and gals, but I'm a huge, huge Disney person, right? Uh, I They're lasting customers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm approximately, my parents' house is like three minutes from Disneyland. So I grew up going to Disneyland my entire life, right? But a, an annual pass for Disneyland right now is $1,600. It's the only one you can buy. I would buy it in a heartbeat if my wife gave me the okay, right? <laughs> but it sells out like hotcakes. Like even at $1,600, Everybody's like, this is a steal, right? Because if you can go every day to Disneyland, like $1,600 is still a, a, a package, right? It's a deal. But then Disney is experiencing a, there's a point of like, where it's just crazy expensive, right? And then people kind of, that supply and demand kind of balance out, right? So bringing it back to Atlassian, right? They do an incremental increase in costs every single October. And they've done it since uh, last three, four years that I've been in this space. Do you Longer. think? Yeah. Do you think there will be like a supply and demand versus like here's a Monday.com alternative, here's an Asana alternative, here's a who else is Notion stuff like that? Like, do you think Atlassian is worried that they might price themselves out? Because one of the reasons why you go, one of the reasons I usually tell people go with Jira over like Rally or or version one is like, well, you need. You need a sales, you can't even buy version one if you wanted to, right? Like you have to go through a sales department. So you think Atlassian will ever be so expensive or so priced out that there'll be like, people are going to go look for a different place. I think they're already starting to. I mean, that's the reason Monday.com now exists. It's the reason Asana is doing so well right now. Um, it's the reason all this um, 
there's competition entering the market. It's the reason Microsoft entered the market is um, Atlassian is no longer the scrappy underdog. They're the um, main line. They're um, big blue. They're 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 what micro that what Apple used to call IBM. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, um, there's definitely a space for something just put it bluntly cheaper. Do you think it worries them? Do you think at last end, like executives sit, sit up there in their boardroom and go, what, like, at what point, I don't like, where, where do we draw the think line? So. The I don't think so yet. Um, do you think people, uh, yeah, the 800 pound gorilla is the one I have up on my other screen, Bob. It's um, ADO, Azure DevOps. <laughs> um, but what do you got think... ADO though? Because ADO is like really cheap. It's like $6 a user. Um, First, five users free, then $6 per user per month for the basic. Um, if you want test plans, which, again, is also an add-on and not lasting, so it's yeah. hardly the um, same thing. The price goes up, but yeah, for but just the basic... $6 versus 15 Yeah. Because most people, I mean, you really want premium in Jira. You don't want standard. And we've seen this from Microsoft before where they'll use money to starve out a competitor and gain a foothold in a market. Um, for a while, Teams was free if you had a um, Office 360 account through your company. You automatically had a team license included with that. So they could get a foothold against Slack, which was the big guy in the yeah. market at the time. Yeah. Um, and now, don't get me wrong, Slack is still the market leader, but this is Microsoft's playbook to get a toehold. And they're doing the same thing in ADO. But I just, so ADO has been around for like forever. Like I just don't see the same momentum, but the only thing I like about ADO that Jira like lacks significantly is the fact that you can't put a freaking feature in between that Epic and story. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like that is just such a deal breaker for everybody that does save. They're like, where's my features and why can't I just stick it right where I want it? Mm -hmm. And at last, why you've been promoting this on your roadmap for Q4 2022, and here we are, almost done with Q2 2020. Q, yeah, we're almost into Q3. We're almost in Q3, and we still have yet to get our ability to add. Are also, you, what happened to 2023? I don't know, man. When did we get here? We're halfway done. <laughs> yeah, but um, I do think um they keep an eye on it, but does it keep them up at night? Does it worry them? I don't think so yet. 250,000 customers, man. It'll start hurting if they ever change. But but then now to kind of wrap this one up, right? Like if I'm a vendor, right? If I'm a like Jaxo or, or AppFire, right? Like what strategies then do I have? Because you have to accommodate that. Like there's budgets and companies where in a down economy, right? Like how do you price your app at that point, right? Like so that 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 plays a lot. Like I, mean, a I think that much? depends on what you ask. Um if you ask customers, um, it's charged as much as you could get away with. Um, but seriously, um, is Jira getting too the expensive? app? <laughs> yeah, is Jira getting too expensive? Um, the app market's getting cutthroat, and it seems like every year we hear of some new feature coming to Jira that was an app. Yeah, like there was a when I was at Team, right? There was a couple of booths that were like AI and then we have the assistant coming out. So our last intelligence. whiteboards. Um, one of my first reviews was for Spartese, which is now part of AppFire because I swear AppFire shops based on my reviews. <laughs> um, but um, it was whiteboards. It was literally called whiteboards for confluence. <laughs> Apple does this all the time too, right? Like they'll take like, apps that are in the marketplace that are doing well and then they just fold it into the ios system so mm -hmm. that part makes sense right i just i just hope that they get a nice payout or something um but i am genuinely concerned though right because one of my things is like at one point though for a company because i remember like i i used to work defense so you had to be on site like you have to own your data and then this push for the cloud was just like it's so much cheaper because you're renting a machine at like 0. 0.0001 of a penny but that we're not in 2015 anymore, right? Like mm -mm. these assets are all very expensive. And so at what point do you think we'll swap back? Do you think do you think we'll have a trend where we give up on the cloud and we go back to 
installing our apps on our own hardware for sake of price? I've never been convinced of the cloud model. Um, I mean, yeah, it sounds cheaper, but then I know how to do multiplication and I know how to use a calculator and I realized I could pay $30 a month flat for a VPS or I could pay 0.001 across three computers for uh, however many hours are in a month and it adds up to be 70 just to get the same functionality. Right. Do you, do you think though from like a generational perspective, right, as gen or boomers are boomers still who's running our companies today who's in the 65 year old range right now it's boomers and about to be gen x okay so as these people right that because i personally right so just bringing nostalgia back and kind of paying homage to your pokemon thing right i physically own my games my video games i don't play any of the newer games just because i don't own my stuff i don't and i won't i'm not buying into that whole like monthly subscription to play Fortnite or anything, right? Like I'm, I'm not touching this topic considering where my day job is. Correct. No, but okay. Let me, let me bring, let me tell you what I'm trying to go with though. Right. Like there's a value in owning your physical media versus renting stuff out. Right. And so I'm just curious if like at some point at lasting does get so expensive where like owning your own copy of Jura or some competitive product, like cause money.com, everybody else is still on the cloud. Right. But what if there was like a, great triple a player that comes in is like you own it you install it you're back to data center we're back to like og jira i'm waiting for it um because that's that's the point i was trying to drive home (laughs) now the other point and we're going long here i'm sorry um um, how many people are now so dug into their jira instance and so set in their configuration that migration essentially becomes so costly that it's not worthwhile to switch to something else. Unless you can figure out a way to automate it. It's That's the trick. The and this is what Atlassian did when they first started, when they were the um, at the end of the day. Yeah. When Jira was young, they'd have these um, tools to migrate from the various competitors but now that they're the big one, uh, they don't want to make it easier for people to migrate off them. So these tools kind of went away. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I was a competitor, that's the problem I would solve. Because if you can make that migration cost, because that's going to be a factor when people consider, do I want to move to Monday.com? Well, I've got all this legacy data in Jira. I don't want to lose. How much is that going to cost me to move? If that's more than what I would save going to Monday.com, Monday.com no longer makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, right? And and we see this like happening with GitHub and stuff. Like I did uh, last at the end of last year, I talked to GitHub and GitLab and Bitbucket. I was like, hey, I want to migrate to one tool, and they're like, we have migration scripts. <laughs> we bring your <laughs> your source code in, and so yeah, so that's a really really good point. I've also heard some upwards of like some companies charging like. $200,000 just to do a data migration from one tool to another. So that's mm-hmm. super expensive as well. So anyways, thank you all very much. This is bringing us into the end of our topic today. If you're making it this far, folks, and you haven't subscribed yet, that subscribe button is available to you to just smash. So feel free to click on that subscribe button right now, and it will significantly help our channel grow tremendously. Um, also, make sure you're watching these. Make sure you're sharing these videos, these episodes, if you're enjoying them. Make sure you share them with uh, everybody you know. Also, don't forget that we have an audio version of this that gets posted on Fridays. And there, we can do community questions, right? Like people can ask questions and stuff. So we are we do cover about two to three topics per episode. So if there's something that you want to cover, let us know. Reach out to Rodney or I on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Um, the Jira Life is also on all social media platforms. So feel free to let us know if you have a topic that you want to be interested in talking. And if you want to come on, if you want to be a guest, let us know as well. We are coordinating uh, and we're trying to get a couple more people to join us here. And the invitation does go out at the beginning of every episode. If you want to be on here, we can't have up to 10 people. So feel free to join the conversation and um, let your voice be heard here. Ronnie, anything you want to Yep. Any closing comments? Yeah. I just want to thank everyone for listening and watching the Jira life. Um, my collaborator, Alex, you can find him at youtube.com slash at 
Ape Tech Tech Tutorials, all one word. Um, you should definitely check out his channel. As I mentioned earlier, wonderful inter interview with Brittany Joyner um, from basically Trello fandom. Um, definitely want to check that out. My name is Rodney. I am known as the Jared Guy. You can find my blog at thejaredguy.com, uh, where I'll also have show notes for today's show. Um, you could catch us recording every Thursday, 5 p.m. live um, Eastern. at youtube.com slash at the Jared Life. Eastern. Um, Eastern, yeah. 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And um, as far as podcasts, um, we've done a lot of work this past week. You can find us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast from. We're now on there. So be sure to check it out. If you think this podcast review deserves a review, please leave one. It definitely helps us out. And as always, we didn't choose the Jira Life. Jira Life chose us.